Hey, welcome back to Focus on Winning Podcast. My name is Ashraf. So first off, I want to give a big, big round of applause to you because you are here with me today. And since you have taken the time to listen to this episode, I feel like it's my obligation to not waste your time. So that's why I want to give the best value to you. Today's topic is how to find your voice. So before we begin, I want to tell you a fun fact. A fun fact about how you can stand out against any competitor. So here's one. The only way you can stand out is to be your own self. Now, it's not just yourself, but the best version of yourself. You know, Gary V once said, the only niche you can conquer is being yourself, right? I mean, it, it makes sense, right? So if you try to be like him, if you try to be like Gary V, you will fail. And if you try to be like Tony Robbins, you will also fail. And even if you try to be like your father, you will fail badly. And same goes for you. If anyone tries to be you, they will fail too. They can't be you. Nobody can be you, right? Unless they have some sort of superpower like shape-shifting or, you know, reality power, some sort of like that. So, yeah. But as far as I know, nobody can be another person. In fact, when I first started my podcast, I tried to use John Lee Dumas' style because he was my first podcast mentor. The way he talks, his tonality, and even his personality. <laughs> I mean, there, there are a lot of things I copy from him because I learned from him the first time I do a podcast. So it makes sense. I mimic a lot from him. And you know what happened when I do that? It sounds weird. It doesn't fit with me. It doesn't align with my personality. So I decided to craft my own style. You know, everyone has their own style, right? Everyone has their own unique voice. So that's why it's important to be the best version of yourself. But how can you be the best version if you don't know your personality or your voice? How do you find your voice? How can you stand out from the crowd using your voice? I mean, why is it so important to master your voice if you want to succeed in business? I don't mean master your voice as in singing or acting. What I mean by voice is your unique personality. In my personal opinion, podcasting is a great way to find your voice. It has helped me do that. And I even talk about it in episode 45, how publishing can transform a person's life 10 times better. So make sure to check that out after you listen to this episode. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about finding your voice. And to make this episode really, really valuable, I have brought a guest. Today's featured guest is Jake Anderson. And you know, we've known each other for a while now. He's one of my podcast buddies. He's doing really awesome since we met. I mean, he has a YouTube channel. He has a Facebook group. He even has a podcast. So there are a lot of things that he has improved since we've, since we met. And a quick intro about him. Jake is the founder of Brainiatics, a movement designed to help expert entrepreneurs in the knowledge industry. I believe the name of the movement is Mogul. 
He has his own Facebook group called Brainiac Moguls Build a Transformational Online Knowledge Business. He has more than 10 years of experience in entrepreneurship. He even had his first brick and mortar company before. And then in 2018, he decided to focus his attention to the e-learning and digital marketing space. After two years of working in this industry, he decided to launch a new movement to help expert entrepreneurs and create virtual coaching and consulting. So some of the points that we'll be talking about are how to create your niche, your own unique niche, since we are talking about the blue ocean here. So if you're not uh, familiar with that term, it's kind of like the, the, the niche, the category where you can master it yourself. Okay, so we'll be talking about how to create your own niche and how to overcome the fear of taking action, although I have talked about it before in, in the previous episode, right? And also, we'll be talking about the step-by-step process to take your voice to the next level. And another one is the mistake of using your voice and so much more. Wow, we, we actually talk about a lot of things about finding a voice. We, we didn't really expect that we can talk about it for one hour. So I decided to cut this into three part series since it's a one hour long. So yeah, I, I decided to cut into three parts. If you want to get notified about the second part, make sure to subscribe on this podcast so you can get the second part and the third part. All right, let's begin. So the real question is this, how would an entrepreneur like us who literally start from nothing or has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire? Join Usheroff as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning. Hey Jake, welcome to the Focus on Winning podcast. So glad to have you here. Hey Asheroff, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur, Jake? Yeah, it's, you know, for me, I actually got started in entrepreneurship in 2008, but Ooh. I was, yes, I've been in it for a while. Uh, <laughs> I, it's been about 12 years and the first four years was just a series of failure for me. Um, and when I say failure, it was just, I, I don't want to say that I resent that time because I learned a lot of valuable lessons, but I wasn't able to actually establish a business that had real traction in those four years. It took learning a lot of mm-hmm. valuable lessons until I was able to launch my first business, my first real company in, in 2012 that actually grew to a level of success. And um, I just, you know, entrepreneurship, it's in my DNA, I think for, for some people. And, and I know this about myself. I know what moves me and I know what gets me out of bed and what creates that motivation. And knowing that I have real control over my destiny and I can create my own path and I can serve others to a higher, higher level. And just the overall level of personal development too, that goes into entrepreneurship. That is what really drives me to, to, to serving in that role. 
And over the years, I've learned so much just through this journey. And I still am learning. I mean, every day I feel like mm-hmm. I'm learning something new. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, I don't think there's ever an end point there of, okay, I know everything I need to know. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> there's never an end point there. You're constantly always learning more, learning more, learning more. And you're building that brilliance of, of entrepreneurship and how you can serve and um, so, you know, now I'm, I've actually really have pivoted quite a bit into the online space because my first business was brick and mortar and I had an event lighting design company. Um, I was able to scale mm-hmm. it multiple six figures. I had, you know, right now I have a team of about 18 employees that runs the company, runs the operations of the company, um, which was a unique experience because I actually was able to scale to the visionary role. So I'm not actually serving in the operations anymore for that business. So I'm just taking all that experience, um, those lessons, and plus about two years of serving in the online space, more specifically in the knowledge business, um, and taking that and applying all that to creating a new movement, a new mission, which is now Brainiacs and creating implementation models that really helps people know how to put that knowledge into action and into movement. So I'm really focusing now on more so the implementation side of the knowledge industry. Um, the information side is certainly there too. I'm not discounting that, but you know, information is meaningless if it's not put in motion. So I understand that what really gets people results is the action part of learning. And uh, so that's where I'm going to be focusing my attention kind of in this new chapter of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So. so now you are building a company called Brandy Ethics, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I have like sub product brand names for the things that I'm doing. Like my YouTube channel is called Brainiactics. My Facebook group is called Brainiac Moguls. Um, and all this just launched a week ago. So it's very fresh and new. Um, in fact, this week I'm doing a mini intensive in in my Facebook group on how to build your business backbone and all that's getting hosted Mm -hmm. in the YouTube channel. I have an interactive ebook. Um, Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of like, ultimately, as far as like what the actual full scope brand name is going to be, um, I'm still kind of in experimentation phase as far as what that looks like, just to be fully transparent. And I think there's an important business lesson to learn here because people oftentimes will kind of dive into a business thinking that they have to have it all figured out, like right up front. And you, the thing is, is that you don't. Like just start moving and start serving. And as Mm -hmm. you start serving and you start taking action within a marketplace, you start to unveil opportunities and placement of your brand and how you can serve. And it'll, it'll eventually reveal itself to you. Like what your niche is, like what's the thing that you need a brand. Um, But I've created enough identification to what I'm doing to put some context and structure around it. So yeah, Brainiac Moguls, it's all about like the Brainy, the Brainy brand, I guess is kind of what I'm using because I've got <laughs> Brainiactics, which is my YouTube channel where I talk more about like mm-hmm. tactical strategies. So I've got these different containers that I'm creating around this whole encompassing idea of building a knowledge business that measures results by transformations over transactions. Because I know that the implementation piece is the secret sauce to getting customer results. And mm-hmm. if you're able to get customer results and increase customer success rates, that's going to give you that ability to build a legacy brand within the knowledge industry, because you're going to have people that are always going to stick with you. Because if, if somebody helps you get results, 
throughout your journey, you're going to stick with them, right? Like you're going to keep, you're going to keep following that guide to the promised land. And uh, so I'm just trying to focus more on, on that implementation piece. And that's kind of where it's at right now. I mean, where did you get that term, mogul? I never heard that word before. So it's kind of new to me. Yeah. So like a mogul is is basically a, a moving entrepreneur, like an entrepreneur in it's it's like a, it's it kind of gets in semant- semantics here. It's just it's another term that you can use for like an entrepreneur. So wow. you're you're a brainiac, as in you're somebody who's really into knowledge and learning and and that side of it. But you're also an entrepreneur, so it's another way of mm-hmm. saying an entrepreneur in the knowledge industry. I I don't know. I just I've kind of just known about it for for many years. It's just a word that's I guess been in my vocabulary. And when I was trying mm-hmm. to think of a name for the actual for the actual group, I was like, well, um, I don't I don't want to be, you know, I want to create some creativity around it. And actually, I don't know. It's just the way I am. Like, I, I like to find ways to differentiate where I can. So I'd, I wanted to get away a little bit from from using the word entrepreneur, you know, just because it's so, it's so heavily used and mm-hmm. um, and actually give a title to it that has a uniqueness about it that's memorable. So I just knew in my, in my bank of vocabulary, like, Oh yeah, well, moguls, like that's another word for entrepreneur. <laughs> so, or somebody that's like on a mission to like, you know, you're a, uh, you're a real estate mogul. You're a, uh, a software mogul or a tech mogul. Like you're a knowledge business mogul. You're a brainiac mogul. So that's kind of like where that, that's how that was born as far as a group name. Mm-hmm. I love that, Jack. I mean, it's interesting how you, you know, how do you go from building a company and now you are creating a movement with the name of Mogul. Wow. <laughs> I love your vision, Jake. <laughs> I appreciate and, it. You know, and, you know, Jake, as I already mentioned in the intro, we are going to talk about finding your voice. So, mm-hmm. Jake, let's first talk about the the meaning of finding your voice. What does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, when and I'll tell you a story that I think will lead into a good answer here. And I know people love to hear stories, so I'm going to do a little storytelling. Um, when I got started, I got started in the online space in in the summer of 2018. And when I had approached it, I was going to. I was kind of looking for my new path. Like I, I had lost a lot of passion for the special events industry. I was ready to kind of exit that business and close the chapter and start a new one. So that's when I ventured into the online space. Well, at that time, I had never, I never published anything, never, never would post on Facebook, much less go on a podcast or put a video out, like any kind of like delivering your voice out to the world type activity I never had done. So it was very new to me when I had a pro- Approached it, and I really kind of put it off on the back burner for quite a while because I focused more on product development versus mm-hmm. actually building an audience. You know, putting out messaging, documenting my journey, and actually building a following. Because you can, you can still, you can always build a following. You don't have to have a business to build a following. And mm-hmm, uh, right. And I didn't, I didn't know that at that time. I thought that I needed to have the business to be able to build the following. Like the business needs to come first, the messaging needs to come first, and then you build the following second. And it was a big, big, costly mistake that I made 
doing it like that because what had happened was I was building a software as a service, which is a SaaS or a, an application that was for this special events industry. I was writing a book for that industry. And that was the industry that I was going to continue to serve, but more from the place of being a contributor to it versus a servant to it. So almost like trying to be like the Russell Brunson of special events. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I've got this amazing software, but I'm also giving you a lot of education and writing books and giving you the knowledge piece to it as well. And I was inspired by Russell because I thought, wow, that's beautiful the way he's created his company because he's not just selling software. He's selling you know, a journey for people to take with knowledge and information. So I really was inspired by that, uh, that model and that approach. But what had happened was in, in May of 2019, I had done enough product development. I realized that I needed to go ahead and launch and start actually publishing and putting out content and going on podcasts. I hired a PR lady too, which was very expensive. She was great. She didn't do anything wrong, but I just wasn't ready yet for that level of investment. And um, what had happened was when it came time to publishing, I completely froze at all this resistance. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to post. Uh, I always kept hitting this wall. And at that point in time, I thought, well, you know what? It's okay. I'm not used to doing this. So I need to just stick with it learn how to publish, get used to posting, get comfortable with it. Cause it's really uncomfortable for me right now because I've mm -hmm. never done it. And, uh, and I'm trying to like be a thought leader and you get massive imposter syndrome when you're trying to be a thought leader, when you've never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> thinking to yourself, like, why would anybody want to listen to me? They never listened yeah. to me. Before, so why would people start now? So um, I just realized that, okay, that's what's going on here. And that's why it's hard for me to actually publish and find my voice. So what had happened was after about five months of just no traction at all, I decided that I needed to read the writing on the wall and, and actually understand. I, I came to the realization at that point that I was trying to be a thought leader in an, in, in an industry that I no longer cared about. Like I have no interest at all in serving the special events industry anymore. It's just, even though I know a lot about that business and how to build a business in that industry and the knowledge is there, and I could very well be a tremendous asset for somebody who's building a business in that specific space. I don't care about it. And if I don't care about it and I'm not passionate about it, then I'm not going to do well with it. I'm not going to sound authentic. I'm not going to come across as genuine. It's going to feel forced. And that was the resistance that I was having when I was trying to publish content was I was trying to publish content around something I truly no longer cared about. And it was based off one dimension of awareness of saying, well, yeah, but you know a lot about it, so you should do this. And then that was a valuable lesson I learned in business at that point, especially with the online space, because when you're, if you want to go into the online space and especially in the knowledge industry specifically, I can't speak necessarily to the e-com side, but if you're selling knowledge products and information or coaching or courses, like you need to be a thought leader. You need to be somebody that is speaking out. You become a known expert in your field because then people can get to know you, like you and trust you. And they are like willing to, to buy from you at that 
that point, right? When they know and like and trust you, they're willing to buy from you. But it takes you being able to get out there and share your message and your mission. So that's why I say finding your voice is so important. And there's a certain process you really need to follow and avoid making the same mistakes that I made by having that one dimensional awareness of the situation of of how you're going to actually publish and how you're going to serve. Um, You can't just base it on what you know. You got to think about like what's your value system? Like what's your legacy here? What are the commitments that you're willing to accept as far as a entrepreneur. And if all that stuff has alignment and there's actually true congruency between everything, then now you're, you're making a decision that that's, that's, that is considering your core at its entirety and not just the knowledge that you have of something that makes sense. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I know a lot about doing this one thing that isn't enough to, commit to it, right? You have to also see how this works with your core. And is this something that you you truly have a desire to do? Or is it just an opportunity to make money? Because there's a lot of opportunities to make money out there. I mean, tons Mm -hmm. and tons. We're in no shortage of money-making opportunities. Like they're (laughs) everywhere. everywhere. Like there is no shortage of money-making opportunities. So what you have to do is you've got to decide what is the opportunity that aligns with my core that I can thrive in. Mm. And it takes multidimensional awareness. It takes understanding yourself and who you are and what really drives you and moves you. That is going to create the most success from that opportunity because an opportunity is, is not going to like the opportunity isn't going to make money for you. It's just a door that you can walk through. But once you're actually inside you now have to move and take action and you have to work within that that container of opportunity to make it successful. And if it doesn't align with you, if you don't feel like it's the right fit for you, you're not ever going to thrive with it. So um, so that's that was the important lesson I learned when it came to finding my voice was I need to make sure that there's congruency between my core and the mission that I've chosen to serve. Um, and then from that point on, it became much easier for me to publish, to put out content, to get on podcasts. Like if you and I were talking about how to build a business in the special events industry, you would get completely different energy from me than talking about finding your voice and publishing and being a thought leader, the stuff that I'm actually really interested in, even though I can, I can give you a lot of information about special events and how to build a business. I'm not going to be as excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you said it earlier that your mission must align with the core. What What's the example of your core? So I talk about this and I just released a, it's actually an interactive ebook. So it has embedded videos and links to support threads. Um, mm-hmm. I built it on ClickFunnels actually. It worked out really well, but it's called Business Backbone and it's called, and it's the cure to entrepreneurial paralysis, which oh. you'll get this paralysis through your journey when you'll feel stuck. Like if you feel stuck, this program, and it's really more than a book, it's actually like a full-blown course, (laughs) but I've designed it like a book just to make the implementation a lot easier for people. But in the first section, I talk about multidimensional awareness. And that is your, like you start with your core and I've broken it down to, I call it your four awareness pillars, which is origin, um, legacy, and then you have resources, and then you have your magnetic field. 
So when you're looking at these major business decisions, you have to, a lot of times people would just look at resources, right? They're looking at their time. They're looking at their money. Um, do they have the connections? Like they're looking at just that one dimension of, of, of your core for making a business decision and they end up ignoring the other three. So when you do that, when you say, okay, here's an opportunity, maybe that big business decision is an opportunity, right? And you have to make a decision for yourself if that's something you want to pursue. So you connect that with a lot. This is the mistake people make. They'll, they'll think to themselves, they'll go, well, I know a lot about, you know, graphic design, right? I'm really good at graphic design and branding. I have that skill set. Therefore, for that one reason, I should take this opportunity to start a marketing agency, right? So when they make that decision and they ignore the other three, deep down inside, they might like not like the idea of being a service provider may be a commitment that is something they have to force themselves to do. That's where I get into the magnetic field. Like that's another dimension here of the core is what are the commitments that you are attracted to and what are the ones that you have to force yourself to do? So you you ever like thought about a project you're working on or uh, maybe it's a job you've had and there are just certain commitments within that project or within that job where it just felt forced. Like you had to actually force yourself to do it. And uh, for me, it's like, Mm -hmm. I would be the worst VA for anybody because busy work and that kind of stuff, I force myself to do that type of work. So I know that being a VA is not my calling, even though there's an opportunity and I might know a lot about how to do certain things or write copy or whatever. I just know that that's not the way I want to serve because that's a commitment that I have to force myself to do. So that's, that's the core. It's like you go through like those four awareness pillars of origin, legacy, magnetic field and resources and you you align those four awareness pillars with that decision before you actually make that decision. And when you do that, you are putting yourself in a position for more long-term stable success, success that will result from that decision you made because everything was considered that needs to be considered within the, within the decision and not just one aspect. So that's what I mean by core. It's like, You've got it's four awareness pillars. And when you have that major decision, you need to consider all of them, not just one or two. You need to consider them all. And this even goes with like hiring employees or looking for a partner um, relationships that you're building. That's another one. People just look at like one aspect of it. They say, hey, you know how to do this and I know how to do that. And if we work together, we can we can do amazing things. Sure. But. Have you thought about your value systems? Do your visions align? Do you share similar core values? Are you are you the right person for each other? You might be there might be the right the collaboration or the scenario of win-win might be look right, but is this the right person you should do business with? You know, and you have mm-hmm. to you have to think about that kind of stuff because if you don't and you end up connecting with people who are not the right people for you and you do business with them, then that ultimately will start connecting with your brand especially if there's inherent weaknesses there and that those weaknesses will show in your brand and show in the experience to the people that you're serving. Does that make sense? As far as the core, like it's a little <laughs> bit, it's it can be a little bit complex. And again, like that, 
that ebook really explains it well with visuals and graphics and stuff to kind of give more perspective to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it all comes down to finding a passion. Is that what you mean? Like we don't want to be forced, right? So that means we have to love something that we mm-hmm. do. So it's like taking passion, but really breaking it down to a more easier level of understanding. Like passion can mean a lot of things, right? And yeah. And, and, and it's like, well, let's put some context around what is passion. And that's what I've mm-hmm. done is I've broken that down into clearer context for people. So it's easy for them to actually specifically align. Like, for instance, the four pillars are, again, their origin, legacy, um, magnetic field, and then your resources. So your passion is going to really align mostly with, uh, with legacy because legacy is the outward vision. It's like, what's like at the, at the end. And I'm talking like your funeral day and looking back on that journey, what does your life look like? Like, what do you want your life to look like? And that, that really drives passion because you say, you know what, this is the kind of impact I want to make on the world. Um, the legacy piece is a little bit more difficult and challenging to actually develop because, it does require a tremendous amount of vision, but uh, the thing is, is it, it's still a part of understanding like how to figure out your passion for something. And it brings it, it breaks it down into a more clear understanding and it gives context around it. So when you're interacting with any kind of an opportunity, you're able to go, okay, well, this is like, like I've got my legacy and how I want to go with my life. And you know, this makes sense for that legacy. This would support my legacy. Uh, and, and then, and I've got like core values, for instance, that always comes from your origin because as you go through big life experiences, you, you tend to expose and reveal your core values through those experiences. And that starts to build, you know, passion or build passion around your purpose. Um, like for one of my core values, experience is your product is a core value of mine. Like I'm really more obsessed with creating customer experience and focusing mm-hmm. on that more so than I am the product. Like how people actually experience my product to me is more important than the product itself. And, mm-hmm. um, and that stems from my experience in my past with my first business, because that's what I did. That's what I focused on. And that's what allowed my company to thrive was getting really intentional about customer experience as number one and product as number two. The product's just a vehicle. It's just a container. It's the, it's the, it's what gets, it's the function of it, you know, but the experience is really what people are buying and what people are paying for and what will get people results. So that's like, that's all ties into my passion. It's my value system. Like if I'm doing something that aligns with my values, I'm going to be really, really passionate about it. If I do something that aligns with my vision for legacy, I'm going to be really passionate about it. If I do things that I'm naturally attracted to and things I don't have to force myself to do, I'm probably going to be really passionate about it. And then the resources is is kind of like this outside segment of passion. So that's kind of the way I've broken it down is just taking it and putting it more context around it. (laughs) All right, there you go. The first part series of finding your voice. So here's a recap of what you got today. So the first one is you have to always give results to your clients if you want to keep your customers to buy from you many, many times. Second, you have to know that your goal must be aligned with your core value. And the third one is 
if you feel like you are not able to move forward so you need these four awareness pillars which are origin legacy magnetic field and resources so on the next episode we'll be talking about how to find a voice for a non-entrepreneur how to take your voice to the next level Ooh, there's a scalability wow and how to structure your stories for documentary so if you want to discover all of these things make sure to subscribe to this podcast focus on winning podcasts so that you will get notified on itunes or maybe spotify or whatever your platform is so yeah just hit that subscribe button and just wait for the next week all right until then stay winning Hey, thank you for listening. We hope you can implement everything from this episode. And would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now? If so, subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you.